0: NBA Australia, how are you going? How are you going? Are you right? I hope so. It's Thursday, February 15. It's your mate, Jim. That's right. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. Uh, you can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, uh, Fox Sports Lab NFL, even though that's now done for the season, of course, uh, in NFL Australia. You can also check out our other shows, Cricket Today podcast, the Football Today podcast. I'm here in Larry Armour Studios. That's right. Not in the CoBet studios today. We had a lot of games going on. It's a little bit easier to track with four screens in front of me, which is what I've been doing today. Uh, we had a punch on. Beef Stew lost his mind. We've got expansion talk. Uh, the Warriors tried to trade for LeBron? Question mark. Interesting. Uh, so plenty to cover off today. And then we've got the Warriors just cooking it against the Clippers. So, uh, we'll cover all 12 of those games just before All-Star break in the game wraps. We've got that son a Knife, all Mate, No Mate, Spot of the Night. We've got Better Than Onzo Ball, There's Some Year Nas, There's the Unpopular of the Day. And there's the Outback Takeouts. We we're serving up a flame grill take. Of course we are, that's what we do here. Uh, so, we'll also have an Andrew Gay's Grey Award, as well as a Shane Hill Shooter Shoot Shooter Shot Light Them Up Award. And we'll preview the final three games before the All-Star break uh, that are tomorrow. So... That'll be good. We'll pick and preview each of those. And then we'll get out of your hair. Because this will be a chock, is what I reckon. Righto, episode 1035 of NBA Australia. Let's go! The worst of This is Joe Ingalls. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shock attack. Ah, You better. Well, you better watch out for the attack of me just getting fucking shitty about that font on that Shaq jersey. I'm still angry about it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's like... Why would you take the jersey up into the rafters with the number in the wrong font? That's not a jersey he wore. This is stupid. What do we... Anyway. Uh, Should also watch out for uh, shitting down your leg. The attack of that, I guess, if you're the... uh, You're the Warriors. They have completely cooked that game against the Clippers. Uh, You better watch out for the attack of Blink-182 and being old. uh, But also... Yeah, having a really good time. (laughs) With your missus. Because... That was a hell of a night last night, I'll tell you what. Uh, without further ado, let's get into this one. We'll start today's show the way we start every show here at with the Daily. Oh, it's a whip round, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Blink was awesome. And I'll tell you what, a bit of singing along. I think the most striking part for me was that, you know, I'm of a certain vintage. Uh, dude Ranch, uh, take off your pants and jacket. Uh, Enema of the state, obviously. Um, you know, basically that sort of run of Blink-182 albums, are basically like completely ingrained into my brain, like just what they are. Even M&Ms like on Cheshire Cat, like that was the one I got into in what, 95, 96, whatever. Um, I remember when that got into, I think it got into the hottest 100, but yeah, or at least I was barracking for it to get into it, but of the state and all that sort of stuff. And then, uh, the Blink-182 one was pretty good. The self-titled, then yet. but I think that was the one that sort of struck me the most was that uh, self-titled. Some of the tunes off that had just like the biggest, biggest reaction at the gig. Neighborhoods had some good ones. Um, was it California is the other one? So. so, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like, obviously, I miss you and like feeling this off the self-titled massive, but no, Adam's song. like, what the hell, man? (laughs) That's all I'm sort of complaining about. It was a good night. Ah, Right, let's get into today's show. You can tell that obviously, yeah, feeling pretty good about the talking. Uh, It's going all right. First day of eating solids yesterday, so in two weeks, so I'm feeling pretty good. Ah, Right, let's get into the news. The Warriors tried to trade for LeBron. Then the Lakers tried to trade for Embiid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the six, the Sixers tried to trade for Kevin Durant. I love that they've the outlets that are reporting this sort of stuff are like, oh, they're going to trade for him. He's like, well, no. They asked if there'd be an idea behind. Man, what do you reckon? Should we talk about it? And everybody who was who was involved from the Warriors to the Lakers, the Suns, the Sixers. Everyone's like, all right, this. It feels like we've just blown up a bunch of tire kicking. And it's kind of weird, right? So, apparently, just before the trade deadline, the we had a, a, basically an owner-to-owner discussion between Joe Lacob and uh, Jeannie Buss about a LeBron trade where it feels like Draymond was like, hey, Joe, you should call Genie and see if LeBron wants a trade here. And Joe Lacob's like, I don't want Draymond to choke me out, so I will, especially considering that his agent is LeBron's agent. And he'll find out if I don't. <laughs> so the Warriors are apparently eager to present a package to LA, but the Lakers, well, LeBron was like, no, nah, don't care. Um, so nothing ever sort of got past that. And apparently after uh, LeBron tweeted out that hourglass emoji a week before the trade deadline, right? Apparently Daryl Morey called Rob Palenka just to be at a a uh, LeBron trade and was immediately told that yeah, he's not available. And apparently Palenka then went, hang about. What about if uh Joel Embiid? <laughs> so Palinka's being a smart ass, throws it back in Moray's face and then Moray goes, "All right, fuck you, dickhead." <laughs> and hangs up. And apparently Daryl Moray did the same thing about the Suns and asked about Durant and was told that Durant's not available. And apparently he'd also asked about Booker and Beal and was also told, "Again, fucking stop calling me Daryl. Would you piss off, mate?" <laughs> basically, right? Uh, but the Warriors trading for LeBron and like that being an actual sort of discussion that the Warriors head honchos had. I mean it's slightly interesting. But then the way the cumbucket Kaminga is actually playing, maybe not. Ah, uh, we had a punch on today. Big Beef Stew punched Drew Banks, that's right. Isaiah Stewart punched Drew Eubanks in the back tunnels of the Suns Arena. Uh bit of a confrontation apparently. They're going chest to chest and then Beef Stew get kind of apparently, according to Drew Eubanks, sucker punched him. Uh, Eubanks called it like a piss punch anyway, so that was kind of weird. There was a police presence involved. All right, laid on a little bit thick there. Uh, shams, shams. There's always police in the arenas anyway. So, but this was the great greatest one ever because uh, punch on before a game. All it did was like bring back awesome memories of police help. Police! Chris Paul's trying to fight me! Which was the greatest night, I think, probably on NBA Twitter ever, where uh, the Rockets and the Clippers got into their brouhaha, <laughs> which is still funny as hell. Like, Clint Capella being sent to, like, Hello, I'd like to see if anyone would like to come out and fight. <laughs> it's just amazing. Anyway, Beef Stew, I don't know why he's punching on with Drew Eubanks. No one seems to know. It's pretty funny. Beef Stew's a lunatic. He's not even playing. He's injured, so weird. Uh, another little bits expansion. Adam Silver's doing the media rounds this week before All-Star. Um, he was asked about Vegas, and he's like, yep, yeah, it's definitely on our list for cities under consideration for expansion franchises. And he said, we want to figure out what our media relationships are going to look like, uh, and then we'll turn to expansion. So obviously, interestingly for me, As a Seattle Supersonics fan, having not had a fucking team since 2008, I obviously clearly would fucking love Seattle to come back and have a new Sonics franchise. That's all I want. I'm actually wearing a Sonics hat right now. Uh, I have, obviously, a crap ton of paraphernalia of Sonics gear in the NBA Australia studio, my beloved Sonics. Look, just go to Seattle, go to Vegas, charge everyone $5 bucks, split that between the owners, and away you go, right? You get a new cut them out of the... uh, meteorites deal for 10 years so they don't get any extra money from maybe not other meteorites but don't they don't get like you know all the extra uh essentially how the owners split all the extra cash and like the sort of weird thing where the cash generation like the lakers and the knicks will help sort of support some of the ones that don't have as much cash generation and uh Basically, cut them out of that, and away we go. I think it'll be good. He did actually mention that um, Mexico City's on the radar, but it won't happen in probably not going to happen in the next wave of expansion. So, interesting. Vegas, in Seattle, baby. Let's go. Bring back our Sonics. Trey Young got fine thirty five thousand uh, bucks in the game uh, that they lost to the Bulls uh, back on Monday, Tuesday our time. Uh, he was shaking his head, making the money gesture after being whistled for a flopping. So, yeah, he then got fined 35000 bucks. No shit. All right, let's do some game raps. Game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps. That's right, the game raps from today. Had some absolute ball belters today. Had some absolute just, yeah, shit pumpings as well. ah uh, one of which was Charlotte, kicking the fuck out of Atlanta, one twenty two ninety nine. What the hell was that? I mean, seriously. What was that? What the hell was that? Atlanta fell apart in the second quarter, and then the third quarter, and the Hornets won the game by a lot. 122-99, they kicked the shit out of him. You had Trey Young just miss everything. He had 4-12 shooting for the entire game for 12 points, 12 assists. It was horrible in the second half. Dejounte. 13, 7, and four. Jalen Johnson, I think, just fucking trade everybody and keep him. 19 and 12, he's been fantastic. And DeAndre, Hannah, had 21 too. But Charlotte, Trey Mann, un- undefeated in the Trey Mann era. It's like maybe all Charlotte ever needed instead of Terry Rosé and Gordon Hayward was Davis Patans and Trey, <laughs> Trey Mann maybe. Miller, he's really, really, really good at this moment. He's been having a really good, like, what six to eight weeks. Twenty six six and four for Brandon Spindles Miller. Twenty one eight and six for Trey Mann. Seventeen five and four for Miles Bridges. Boom! Big win for Charlotte. Don't know why they're doing what they're doing, winning all these games. But here we are. They're thirteen and forty one. Atlanta dropped to at twenty four and twenty one. Uh, twenty four and thirty one. The Hawks stink. It's a real problem. Like they've been just bad. And I think we talked about this on the show yesterday. Stats guy and I. Like, Charlotte's a team that's not going to hurt you if you don't have your two bigs out there. They don't have Klinkapella. They didn't have Kongwu, and they just couldn't fucking score. Atlanta are just a basket case this year. Uh, Knickerbock is 100, Orlando 118. Big win for the Magic. The Knicks were shorthanded. Bronson... Gave him a shot. He had like 19 in the first quarter. But they didn't have Bojan. They didn't have Hartenstein. They didn't have... Dom, they, didn't have Janza, they don't have Randall. Uh So Brunson dropped 33, hit five threes. They got 23, 14, and five for Precious, and they got nothing else. So run over by the Magic men. Paolo was fantastic. They shot 63% as a team, the Magic. And this is it. They're so... Look, they're so hard to predict. Uh, when Paolo plays awesome, 36, 7, 5 with six made threes today. Franz is just so much of their bellwether, though. If he's shit, they lose. If he's half decent, they tend to win. He was twenty-one and six with three steals today. Big gear there. You love to see it. Jingles is hilarious as well. Knicks thirty-three and twenty-two now. Orlando thirty and twenty-five. That's a good solid win for the Magic. Just going into the break, the Knicks they need a bit of a moment just to take a fucking breath. I reckon. Uh, Tibbs was asked about. It's like, hey, uh, are you happy that you get a bit of a break? He's like, nothing makes me happy. <laughs> I fucking love Tibbs. What a nutter. Miami beat the Sixers. What the shit? The heat on a back-to-back. They hold on down the stretch, up three with that big bam rebound in between four Sixers. And that was like a thing that just sort of kept fucking them up all game. Their inability to uh, rebound. Even though basketball Paul had like 18 and 12, they just couldn't get much else, right? And the Sixers just... They should have won this. They didn't. Heald was really good. He had 22 and 10 assists. He had Maxi drop 36 and 7. Basketball Paul was really good. And then fuck all else for the Sixers. And you're like, yep, no Tobias Harris, no Embiid. It's always going to be hard. But, I mean, the Heat didn't have butts. They were on a back-to-back. And here we are. Jaime Hawk has had that sick putback that basically sealed them the win and kept them kept their noses in front of the end. Bam ends up with a 23 14 four. I'd like to have a beer with Duncan. He had 20 points and 5 of 7 from 3. 23, 7 and 7 for there goes my hero. Shot like shit, though. 1 of 8 from downtown. But uh, Jaime, had the, uh, Jaime Hockers had the 12, 9, 3 and 2. Awesome game. That massive putback where you're like, maybe he will be good in the dunk comp. Anyway, that means the Heat of 30 and 25. Hey, you know what the Heat who made the finals last year were last year at this point? Ah, oh, fucking 30 and 25. Gross. Sixes, thirty two and twenty two and slipping. This was a winnable game that they did not win, and that will bite them in the ass. I think with without MB, they need to just pull off these ones where they've got like a slight advantage, and uh, they weren't able to. Brooklyn are ah, shit. Eighty six one thirty six in Boston got fucking killed. If we can't get expansion to happen, can we reckon? Do you reckon we could fold the Nets and just move into Seattle? They scored thirty two points in the first half. 32 and a the half. They were horrible. It's Unbelievably bad. Mikal Bridges went 4 or 12 for 10 points. 15 for Trenton Watford. They were the only ones in double figures. Like, you know me. I went to six years worth of Nets home games as a season ticket holder. They don't have a giant season ticket holder base. So, who's really going to be pissed if they just get moved to Seattle? Just saying. Boston, Tatum at 27 and 9. Peyton Pritchard went nuts. He had twenty-eight points, six and nine. Nice from three. They went twenty-two of forty-four from downtown as a team. Did the Celtics zinger? Extreme zinger meal. The Extreme zinger meal. Fifteen and five. Derek White had twenty-seven. He had five threes as well. Boston kicked our oh, shit. This was a straight killing. So well, he got straight killed. They won by fifty. Second time this year they've won a game by fifty. That's stupid. Talk about that stat again later. Uh, Brooklyn dropped the. 21-33, Boston 43-12. Indy won the Siakam Bowl. Siakam comes home to Toronto. They love him there. Indy hold on for a two-point win. This game was sweet. 127-125. They lose Naismith early in the second half. Uh, he had to be helped to the locker room. Hopefully he's all right. But basically it felt like a huge sort of comeback win for Indy. Like The Raps looked like they were almost going to have this. And they had a chance. Like Scoob missed a shot with like 39 seconds left. That would have given the lead again. But Siakam scores. Raptors... Basically, just hold on down the stretch despite, you know, a missed free throw. Uh, Raptors scored 84 points in the paint and outscored Indy 40 to 12 on fast break points and lost. Whoa, it was brutal. Uh, Scoob had 29, 12, and 8. He was really good. 19 11 for Teenage Mutant, Yaka puddle. And RJ Barrett had 23, 9, and 3. But the Raps went 6 of 26 from 3 as a team. That's a definite damn. Cause the pacers went seventeen to forty one. Jeez, is that how they won, Jim? Yes. Siakam, twenty three, five and seven. Uh, Isaiah Jackson doing a really good job filling in for Miles Turner, 15 fifteen eleven, twenty one and twelve assists for uh, Halliburton, fifteen for Topman, thirteen for Dugging buckets. He's looking pretty good as a uh, pacer once more. Toronto dropped to nineteen and thirty six. Say yeah, uh, tell you what, that's not great. Indy. 31-25. Chicago lost in Cleveland. Cleveland. 105-108. Great game. Kobe versus Donnie. That's right, Kobe. Kobe White versus Donnie Mitchell. Drummond Vooch start again as the Bulls tried to match up against the uh, Cavs' big dudes. And it took a big fourth quarter from Cleveland to actually scooch past them. Even then, Kobe White misses a three at the buzzer. They would have tied it. And uh, it was great to sort of see them go back, to, back and forth. But Cleveland just sort of had the wherewithal in the fourth quarter to sneak out in front and uh, stick there. So Kobe ends up at 32, 7, 4. He's, look, in terms of most improved player, just saying. 5 of 8 from 3, he's fucking great. Tim Maduro's in there, 24 6, 10 and 15 for Drummond. Vuce at 9 and 8. It's just like yeah, A.O. wasn't quite good enough. It's like yeah, they just miss that one extra dude sometimes. Chicago, Cleveland, Donny Mitchell at thirty and six with seven assists. Only shot eight of twenty-one. Thirteen and ten for Allen. Fourteen and nine for Mobley and Garland at twelve and seven. But it was Isaac Okoro off the bench it was really good. Sixteen points and four of eight from three. He was fantastic. Twenty-six and twenty-nine now for Chicago, Cleveland, thirty-six and sixteen, and absolutely rolling that's a good win just to go into the all-star break right after sort of that crap loss the other day and uh boom second in the east that's right Cleveland unbelievable Cleveland ah uh, Houston ah uh, shit 113 they lose in Memphis they suck on the road they suck in general Green was horrible Amen Thompson had 19 and 12 that's cool 16 and 10 for Dylan Brooks Shengun had 17 5 and 5 but come on Houston email you doke know, is probably just gonna like root all their misses now like You can't lose in Memphis to a shit team. You don't have Fred Van Vliet. We get it. But you've got like a lot of talent on this team. And Memphis are like, yeah, it's the Memphis hustle featuring Jaron Jackson Jr. And Luke the Duckman Kennard. Like 18 for Triple J, 15 and 4 of 6 shooting from 3 for the Duckman Luke Kennard. GG Jackson drops in 20. You got 12, 8 and 7 for Vince. And the Grizzlies roll. They just play with so much heart and grit. I love it. Houston are now twenty-four and thirty. They're five and twenty-one away from home. That's horrible. Memphis now nineteen and thirty-six. Washington put the scare into the uh Pelicans. 126, 133. Denny went off. Denny Avdiger went sick. This game was gnarly. He and Zion actually. And uh the Wizard right there. It was like a one point game going in the fourth. Pals just ripped off this big run at the start of the fourth quarter. Zion just he scored ten points at the start of the fourth quarter. Trey Murphy was hitting threes, Alvarado was doing stuff. But then the Wiz just went, ah, how about we just hit some threes? They took the lead again with five and a half minutes to go. Then some more threes to stay within a bucket again with less than two minutes to go. But CJ McCollum and stuff, they asserted themselves just enough to hang on. The Wiz just couldn't quite hit enough to uh, catch up again. So Denny ends up with 43-14-3. A massive game. Six of ten from downtown. He's awesome. I love him. Poole had the most egregious, egregious carry you'll ever see. He ends up with 16 points. Marvy Bags had 14 and 10. And Kispert hit five threes. yeah, had 20 points as well. But the Pals, Zion was awesome. 36, 6 and 8. Just an absolute domination. 24 and 6 for CJ. 18 and 7 for Spindles. A good win for the Pals just to hold on and get that win because that would have been an absolute kick in the dick. Washington, 9 and 45. Pelicans, 33 and 22. San Antonio got an ass whooping. Yep, they got straight killed. But he got straight killed. Uh, Kyrie dropped 17 in the second quarter, lit a fire on Dallas's ass, and it was over from there. They outscored them 63 to 33 across the second and third quarters. <laughs> like Luca was hitting some, sh- like, just insane. He pulled off, like, one of those classic sort of turnaround, step back, dirk shots, and you're like, yeah, pack her up, boys, you're done. Uh, he couldn't hit a three, but it didn't matter. Kyrie went off. Wemby had twenty-six, nine and five with three blocks and it didn't matter because no one else did anything. Thirteen for Branham, four of sixteen shooting for Vassell. ten points on four of ten shooting for Sohan. Calden Johnson was absolutely brutal. And uh yeah, it was just a rough day or random day. Uh day. Oh yeah. Um but look, you get that on the big jobs when you're San Antonio. But this is the sort of game where you're like, I wouldn't mind to see just a little bit more out of, uh, out of the Spurs just to see what we can make Dallas do. But Gafford looks fantastic. Derek Lively was playing his ass off, and they were yeah able just to completely stymie the rest of the Spurs. Kyrie, 34, 9, and 7, hit four threes. Luca with the 27, 9, and 8 with a couple of blocks and a couple of steals. 10 and 10 for Gafford. Look, the Mavs just look spicy. P.J. Hamilton, Washington will still have games like today where he doesn't look like he's going to hit the side of a fucking barn. But he gives them like an extra sort of like fun athletic vibe on the perimeter that Hardaway doesn't really give them. Uh, The Grant Williams obviously didn't give them, and I kind of like it. Gafford and Lively is a really good one-two combo. You've got Greeny. Yeah. Anyway, San Antonio, 11-44. Dallas, 32-23. Detroit got ass kicked. Got their ass kicked again. 100-116 to 116 in Phoenix. Burned the Pistons down to the studs again. Cade and Ivy were shit again. Ivy had his worst game of his career. Two points on 0-5 shooting. Two turnovers, three fouls. Not great. Cade, 13-4-8 for him. Uh, five turnovers. 18 for Simone Fontecchio, And uh, Jalen Duran only could manage the 7-9-5. So... Booker got booted for one of the most piss-weak bullshit second tech fouls you'll ever see, and it didn't matter in the least because <laughs> the Pistons were that bad today. KD, 25-4-6. and 6. Nurk, 10-13-7. Didn't matter. Eric Gordon run over the top of them as well. Detroit, 8-46. Phoenix, 33-22. and 22. Sacramento pulled off a big, big upset in Denver, 102-98. This is a big win, uh, especially after the Kings... Um, Basically, had like that weird moment where they lost the other day to the Suns, right? And that came after a loss to the Thunder. And you're like, ugh. Kings sort of gave up the ghost against the Suns yesterday, and it was a bit of a bad one. But to then turn around and actually beat the Nugs was massive. So great job by the Kings. The Nugs were really good, up big after the first quarter. And then they were bad. The Kings just rolled them late. Turned it around in the fourth quarter and got a big, 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 big win. Uh, it was wildly impressive. Like The Suvlaki King was great. Fox was fantastic. Barnes gave him a little something-something. I'm starting to get a bit worried about Keegs. Keegan Murray, though, but jeez, good win. Jokic flopping at the end trying to get foul calls was just fucking weird. Denver just looked cooked. They just looked tired. They looked lethargic. That's a team that needs a break. So there you go. 20-15 for Aaron Gordon. Joker, 5-14. Over oh, 4 from downtown, two of which were in the uh, basically the last possession. 11 points, five rebounds, and eight assists. Hmm. Michael Porter Jr., 19-3. Reggie Jackson had 10-8, but Sacramento, 20-12-6 for the Suvlaki King. Fox had 28-7. Barnes had 17-5. Monk was bad. Didn't matter. That's a good win for the Kings. They're 31-23. Denver dropped to 36-19. Lakers ran over the top of the Utah Yaz late, 138-122. Lakers up one at the half, but took control in that third quarter. AD was a monster. Jazz just could not keep up. They put a lid on Lowry, and that was it. AD and Rui became the first Lakers duo with 35 points in a game uh, since Kobe and Shaq. The first Lakers duo to have 35-plus in a game at the same time since Kobe and Shaq in 2003. That is hilarious. Absolutely love it. Rui was fantastic today. God, he's good. AD was awesome. They dominated. Uh, but for the Yaz, you have, what, 11 and 10 for Jordan Collins. It's a tall cocktail. But Lowry was just really well contained. 16 and 8 for him. 18 for the Sex Man. 17 and 5 for Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, but very little. Like, Keontae George had 13 in the end. Kessler had 12 and 7 as a starter. And they sort of went big, right? Like, they start Sexton and George... Next to Collins, Markin, and Kessler. It's just a really big lineup to combat that Lakers lineup of basically their big-ish kind of one, right, of Russell and Reeves, then Rui, Taurine, the Red Bull Prince, and AD. And it kind of worked, but then it kind of didn't. So it was weird. Bit of Taylor Hendricks in there too. Kind of fun to see him. But THT couldn't get him going. Chris Dunn couldn't quite slow him down. He shot and played really well. But, yeah, the Lakers were just too good. 37-15 and for AD. 36 for Rui Hachimura. 13 and 19 shooting. 13 of 19 shooting. 6 of 8 from downtown. He was awesome. Reeves had 22, 4 and 7. 11, 9 and 17 assists for D'Lo against his old team. Big win. Big win for the Lakers. Turn around and got it without LeBron on a back-to-back. 138, 122. They're now 30 and 26. Four games above 500. Feeling good. And, uh, The Jazz dropped to 26 and 29. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, it's good to see Scoo very frustrated. And I still can't believe that R.J. Barrett shot at the end of that uh, Raptors game. Didn't go down. Anyway, Uh, last game, I think that's... We've got one more. We've got the Clippers-Warriors game, which was absolutely psychotic. Warriors were sort of like looking a bit wonky, and then they got going. Ripped off a 14-1 run early. It was like 59-52 at the half. Clippers kind of get the Warriors off the free throw line. And it was like a 15 to 2 turnover, assist to turnover ratio for the Warriors early. And uh, then they're up 10. They sort of just eked it out. Nothing that the Clippers obviously without Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> Paul George wasn't hitting threes or anything, but he was kind of doing everything. He eventually fouls out at the end, and it doesn't matter. They still hold on to win. Like, you'd expect maybe Harden goes off. Nope. Norm Powell hit massive amounts of threes down the stretch, and Mia Coffey was throwing him in as well. Uh, Powell ends up with 21 points, goes 5 of 7 from 3. Zoobs was getting rebounds. He had 13 and 10. 26, 8 and 7 for Harden. He goes 4 of 9 from downtown. And you got Paul George... Twenty-four, five, and five in Kawhi's absence. One of seven from three, eight of seventeen shooting, fouls out, and you're like, "Oh God, how are the Clippers going to hold on?" Well, don't ever underestimate the Warriors' ability to shit down their own pants leg and whittle, like basically, give up the ghost on that ten-point lead. It never felt like they were going to run away with it, despite Steph being absolutely out of his mind. He had forty-one hit nine threes. He goes nine of 19 from downtown. That's incredible. Five assists, four rebounds. Draymond was good. He goaded. Well, basically, there was a bit of a uh, another brouhaha in this game where Plumlee had a crack at Podemski. Also, Green went off after he got sort of lightly tapped in the face because he had a big old fucking suck. But he ends up with nine, ten, and Four. Shoots four or twelve. He actually hit a three. Come bucket was handy. 13, 8, and six. Four. What ten points for on ten shots of Wiggins? Clay was bad, and this is like going to be the big thing. I think Clay's inconsistency. You can live with it when you're the Warriors when you're at your absolute peak, and he's actually like the inconsistency is like oh he has a bad game once a, every ten days. You know, or he has like a shooting slump that lasts a couple of weeks and it's like, it's okay, Clay's going to get out of it. Today he went 4 of 14, 1 of 9 from 3 at 12 points in and gave up basically one of the most boneheaded fouls right at the end of the game that kind of cost him. So, Podemski was fantastic, 25-7-8 for him, 5 of 5 from downtown. But it was kind of like the other guys off the bench, like GP2 and Looney and stuff, where you're like, just need an extra, like if Clay's going to be this bad and come back, it's not Get into that sort of 20 point mark, they just needed that extra kick, and it wasn't quite there. Even with Curry hitting nine threes, you can't lose that game, and they did. So the Clippers now 36 and 17, Warriors 26 and 26, heading into the All Star break. Let's do an NBA Star approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. 41 for Steph was pretty ridiculous, right? It was very cool. Very fantastic, 9-19 Nine shooting from downtown, 15-31 overall. But, I mean, they lost, so I don't know what to tell you, bro. Don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, I'm going to give this one to Zion, who was absolutely fantastic against the Warriors. Uh, I guess the Warriors, against the Wizards. And you got to give it to the combo of AD and Rui Hachimura, 37-15 and 15 for AD, 36 for Rui it's exactly what they needed to do to run over against run over a tall, like a really tough Utah team, right? On the road, on a back to back. That's a huge game. And of course, Denny, he was fantastic. He's gonna pop up again in a second. Uh Kyrie's thirty four, nine and seven. The way that he lit a fire under that team was absolutely amazing to watch as well, and I enjoyed that. And Kobe versus Donnie, thirty two for Kobe White, thirty for Donny. That was really fun. What a fun day of basketball, tell you. And you could probably just give it to all of Boston the way they fucking completely messed up Brooklyn. Good stuff. And Paolo at 36, 7, and 5. So awesome, awesome stuff. Love the Zion game, though. How about Spud of the Night? <laughs> Spud, 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 it is, spud of Spud of the No, had plenty of spuds. He went I mentioned the uh and Ivy game. That was a rough one. O of six in fourteen uh fifteen minutes. O of six, O of four of which were from downtown. He has the two free throws. Outside of that, zero rebounds, zero assists, two turnovers, one steal. And three fouls. We've talked about this before. When your negative stats, i.e. three fouls, two turnovers, outweigh all of your other ones combined, your total points and everything, yeah, that's a fucking spot and a half. Uh, who else had a spud night tonight? We had one of 11 from Cowden Johnson, one of nine from Cam Thomas, and I think there was a one of 10 in there as well. I think I had that one written down. Who was that, mate? Who was that? Malik Monk, 1 of 10. Uh, Trey Young's second half. He had four points, three turnovers, went 1 of 8, and 0 of 5 from downtown. So, geez, man, that's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's not good, I'll tell you. Uh, In terms of uh, the magic number, I don't know what is going on, basically, since, since I got back from surgery, right? We've had a distinct lack of special number games. So, just to check, I'm pretty sure we didn't get one today. And it just makes me a bit sad. We came very close. Smith shot 3 of 10. We went 3 of 13 for Jabari Smith Jr. But outside of that, man, come on. Someone just step up for us. But unfortunately, not today. Uh, Jordan Poole as well with that carry was pretty spuddy. But, yeah, look, 1 of 11 for Colton Johnson, 1 of 10 for Malik Monk. Cam Thomas went 1 of 9 as well. And you could just give the spud probably to the entirety of the Brooklyn Nets organization because that was just embarrassing. Who's old mate, no mates? Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Mate, no mate. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. mate, no mates. Mate, no mate. Who's got no mates today? Uh, Draymond hitting the ground and having a fucking sook was pretty funny because no one stopped. Like the Warriors scored four on five because the Clippers are like we're not going to run over the dude and the Warriors are like well we'll just score then. <laughs> the Clippers went up the other way and scored as well, uh, but yeah he's like laying on the ground in the paint and they just sort of ran around him as he's like gripping his face or whatever the fuck he's having to talk about. That was weird. Uh, but also Grant Williams, I love a good kick him out the door vibe. So Grant Williams gets traded to Charlotte and then of course all the stories pop off. It's like yeah. Yeah, people with the Mavs were just, like, were turned off by his yapping, and he wasn't in good shape. He was, like, he would rub people the wrong way. The yap, yap, yapping, that's part of what he's, his vibe. It's charmingly obnoxious if he's productive, and it's grating when he's not. And he didn't report in good shape, and Grant Williams not in good shape is not a good defender. Ouch. That is a, uh, don't let the uh, door hit you on the arse on your way out. Pantsing of the night. <laughs> Uh, Jalen Brunson had, I think it was, uh, it was Suggs or somebody, uh, on the magic. Just absolutely dancing around, which is really fun. Uh, but my fun, my favorite one today was probably Wemby grabbing air. Kyrie just put him, like, got his skates on him. Wemby and his giant, long French alien arms are just, like, waving around going, oh, f- oh, I've made a horrible mistake. Why am I trying to guard Kyrie? And Kyrie's in the paint going, whoop a boo and sort of throws it up over the top of his head and it lands in. And Wemby's, like, arms are crossed over in front of his face. He's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what is going on there. This is very bad for me, no. It's like, yep, yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, good stuff. What about better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think he'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. you are coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Had a couple of really good ones from the young fellas today, which is always great for the uh, better than Lonzo Ball. Because we had Trey Mann. Um, He's been fantastic. 3-0 as a Charlotte Hornet. He was incredible in this game. 21-8-6. Absolutely smashed it. Uh two steals, hit four or five from downtown. But three and and0 is a Hornet for a team that's won like, you know, not many games is <laughs> pretty remarkable. They're 13 and 41. They're three and and0 since Trey Mann got there. What a legend. He's so bloody good. But of course, Danny Abdiger, 43 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, 13 and 24 from the floor, six of ten from three. He's in his fourth year. I love any Avdija, you know that. But 43 points at 14 boards, that's obviously above Lonzo's career high. But the three assists, the 14 rebounds, no Kuzma. He smashed it. You love, love, love to see it. Uh, all right. What about everyone's favorite uh recurring uh segment? <laughs> the magic tweet of the day. Today was a great day for my company, Sodexo Magic, as we celebrated the opening of a new Amex Centurion Lounge in the Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport this morning. That's a fucking sentence. This is Amex's largest lounge in the world, the most travelled airport in the world, and will be operated by the largest majority-minority-owned food and facilities management company in the US. These words! I mean, I had so much fun taking photos and signing eight items for the Amex leadership team and on site employees. So, Dexo Magic and over 100 employees are serving a magical food experience in the ATL Hartsfield Jackson Airport at the E Terminal. The buffet features a soul stirring menu by Atlanta based chef Deborah Ventris a 2023 James Beard Award semi finalist. AMX truly honored Black History Month by demonstrating its commitment to supplier and workforce diversity with a world-class supplier diversity partnership. (laughs) Jesus. What do we say? (laughs) Thanks for the PR release, Magic. (laughs) Jesus. I did love this one, though. He did have pictures of him and Cookie throughout the years. I got a thing for you that I can't let go. Happy Valentine's Day to my forever Valentine. I love you, Cookie. Thanks, Magic. And as I mentioned uh, on yesterday's show when Stats Guy and I were laughing about Magic's tweet about the being in the Remember the Time uh, film clip for Michael Jackson, I had to go back and watch it and it is still one of the more bizarre early 90s uh, time capsules. Is directed by John Singleton. He did like fucking Boys in the Hood and stuff, right? Uh, and it runs for like nine minutes. And I'm like, I remember this so fucking much, like from the moment where it sort of has the, uh, the weird – Cats and like MJ popping up out of sand, and like these hilarious, like dated uh, CGI stuff. But it would have been cutting edge stuff at the time. It's amazing. So, yeah, go watch it. It was just so weird that Magic was just tweeting about that yesterday. (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) Sweet. Thanks, Magic. All right, let's do some quick Yanars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Cadet. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Eli. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as WorTho. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 Alright, let's do some yeah Naz, brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Get your merch. People. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Yeah, do it NBA slash shop or just click through on the socials, get a hoodie, get a t-shirt, get a stubby holder, get a coffee mug. Only a couple of those left, but either way. Uh right, yeah Nas. Should the Lakers have traded LeBron? Yeah, nah! I mean, I like I appreciate Jenny Buss's vibe of like, yeah. I want superstars here, and I want them happy. If they want to go somewhere else, we're happy to make them happy. That's actually kind of cool. And to be honest, it's LeBron James. You don't want to trade. You don't want to be the one team that's traded LeBron James. Even though I think technically Cleveland did trade him, it was a sign and trade down to Miami. Um, but if you could have gotten Kaminga back for LeBron. Just saying, that's maybe a conversation that we're going to have for a bloke who could leave for nothing. Because the Knicks sign his son. (laughs) Or the Warriors sign his son. He signs for the veteran minimum. Uh, Should LeBron have wanted to be traded to Golden State? Yeah, nah. I mean, again, playing next to Draymond, it would have felt weird. Next to Steph, sure. So maybe Clay and Kaminga go back for LeBron, perhaps. Uh, I guess... But I struggle to see a world where LeBron has a crack at a title without, like, a really dominant sort of big man next to him like Anthony Davis, right? Like, I feel like he would have been better in Philly. Like, if they had kept Maxi and Embiid and whatever the fuck else they give up. Like, I feel like LeBron and Embiid, LeBron and AD, like, those sort of fits just kind of a bit nicer than next to Draymond. Because you're still going to get through Jokic, right? Like, how the fuck are you going to do that? It's weird. I mean, it would have been fun. But also, do any of these things ever fucking matter, Jim? Yeah, nah, no. Because it's just like, it's fun kind of scutter butt. But it's like, oh, the trade that almost happened. It's like, it very clearly did not almost happen. They never even talked about what a package would be. They were like, hey, would LeBron want to be traded? And they went, hey, LeBron, do you want to be traded? He went, nope. And then went, all right, see ya. <laughs> That's it. Uh, the other one is, should playoff P's number be retired in Indy? Yeah, nah, nah. Even Paul George is like, oh, I don't know, man. There's only, what, four guys that have got it retired there. Think about it. The guys are up there. Reggie, what, 18 years? I think for them, that it's, it's a longevity that stands out in that arena. I just didn't play long enough there. I think he's right. Like, Paul George, sort of, that era of Pacers teams, it's kind of fun. Kind of good. I don't know if we need to retire so many fucking numbers. You know? Like, it's kind of neat. But even, like, KD's like, yeah, they should retire it. He made them good. It's like, so? Like, is he an iconic pacer? That's what it should be about. And if he's an iconic pacer, then sure. I'm not. I feel like Paul George is the one dude that's not much of an iconic anything. Like Carmelo. At least he had, like, scoring titles and shit. What did Paul George ever really stamp himself on? They won a couple of playoff series. They were a bit of a pain in the ass against LeBron's heat. But they still got their ass beat, you know? Sort of leans into very much like the unpopular opinion of the day, I think, that one. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. me. Seriously, talk about fucking old man shakes fist at cloud. But, yeah, I think we're retiring too many numbers. (laughs) Like the Shaq one, as I sort of broke down on yesterday's show, you can see the f- for and against, but Jesus. Uh, yeah. Can we just fucking chill out? I just don't know if Paul George needs to have his number retired in Indy. It's just the one thing where you go, okay, sure. Like as I sort of pointed out about uh, on yesterday's show about the Shaq one, it's, like, it's a kind of like retiring Anthony Davis's number in New Orleans or something. It's like it's kind of weird. Like Paul George was an all star for Indy, like four time all star. But he left when he was twenty six after essentially what was what like he took a little bit of time to sort of uh develop into an actual sort of really good NBA player. He got hurt horribly, obviously, in that offseason. So he had like two really good years where he averaged like over seventeen and a half points, seven rebounds, four assists, then twenty one, six and three. Uh, 21, 6, and 3, yeah. Then he gets hurt. He comes back. He's averaging 23, 23, and then he's traded in the OKC deal, right? So it's – I just don't know. (laughs) It's like – it's it's four good years, four all-star years. I don't know if that is retirement level gear. And Paul George is a weird one because it's like so many years, you know, four good years in Indy – But I think, what is that? It was like seven years total or something, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven years total. A couple of years in OKC. Now he's up to five years with the Clippers. Where would he get his uh, number retired? Probably with the Clippers down the track. Anyway, unpopular opinion right there. All right, what about Outback Takeouts? It's Thursday at Outback, and you know what that means. Oh, yeah. Super one onion, like onion. What is it? Blooming onions? That's right. No one knows what the piss these things are. Some sort of flower-shaped onion. What the fuck are you yanks on about? No bastard in Australia eats this. But I guess go nuts. Goes great with a flame grilled take. And today's flame grilled take is: if LeBron actually did team up with Steph and won another ring, it would actually likely hurt LeBron's legacy more than it help it, because it would actually make Steph's case as a better player than LeBron even stronger. Only, at outback. Think about that for a second. It would, right? Like Steph would be like, "Bro, I never left my fucking team. People came to play with me, and I'm the guy now with five rings. You've got five as well, but I guess some rings aren't as equal as others. You know what I'm saying, LeBron? So yeah, Steph. Just saying would be uh, going down a little bit harder. All right, quick break back to Australian player watch right after this. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Oh, it just disappeared. That was weird. Um, Patty Thrills didn't get on the court today for the Hawks. That sucked. Just saying, when Trey Young's playing like that shit, I know that Patty's been sick, but god damn, man, god damn, just play Patty Thrills. Don't be a dickhead. What are you doing? He's an icon. You didn't trade him. He the, did not play coach's decision. He had been sick. We understand that. But God damn it. Damn the man. Uh, we also had Jinglin' Joe Ingles against the New York Knickerbockers of New York City. Played a pretty bloody good game. Jingles loves playing the Knicks. Uh, two or three, both of which were from downtown in his 20 minutes, so he ends up with six points. It was a plus 12. He had five assists, two rebounds, one steal, and one block. That's one of his best games of the season. What a legend. Uh, no, Box Hill Benny out there for Brooklyn against Boston. He sat this one out. Maybe that's why they lost by 50. Nah, that's not how that works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, the rooster either. Rock'em, sock'em block'em, jock'em, Landale, and that loss to the Grizzlies. It's like, fuck, trade him to the Grizzlies. Maybe get some goddamn playing time. They just need warm bodies. But yeah, Houston. They were fucking horrible today. God, that game was bad. Obviously, no more Dyson Daniels for the Pelicans with his meniscus. We did have a couple of... uh, Well, we had a greeny, A good greeny outing for the uh, Mavs. He went three or four from the floor today. Two or two from downtown in that win over the Spurs. Eight points, three rebounds, and two assists for a plus 12 in 18 minutes. Not bloody bad, mate. Not bloody bad. Uh, I think that might have been it because we had no Portland and no OKC. No Dante yet. He's still... Uh, out still on the injury list, but hopefully returning after the All Star break. Nice one, good one. Let's do it. Should we do an Andrew Gay's Grey Mamba award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence? I think we should. I really do think we should. Annual- Andrew Gay's Grey Mamba. Uh, In 78 years of NBA basketball, there have been three teams, three, who have had two 50-point wins in one season. The Bucks did it in 78-79, the Kings did it in 92-93, and it's this year's Boston Celtics. It's not bad. No one's done it three times. Uh, Also, LeBron. So I did just sort of dunk on him with that outback takeout, but he's only 132 points away from clearing the 40,000-point barrier. I also love that the stat for this. He'd be the first player to have 40,000 points, 11,000 rebounds, and 10,000 assists. Well, yeah, he's also the first player to ever have 39,868 points and 11,000 rebounds and 10,000 assists. So in, what, five to six games, he'll break that. and be the first player to get the 40K. Uh, not bad for a bloke who's older than Methuselah. Right. Cool thing is let's do a Shane heel, shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award because we can because we've actually got the board here today. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord. I'm healed. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heel. shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award. All right. Uh, yeah, Steph Curry. Pretty good. Can shoot a little bit. I'll tell you what. First player in NBA history to make seven plus threes in four straight games. That is absolutely ridiculous. Nobody else has ever done that. It makes sense. He's just stupid. Kind of love it. So good on him. Amazing game. Amazing shooter. They still lost today. That is just... He's going to be sitting there going, Fucking seriously, Clay? Stop fucking around with your boat. (laughs) They had won, like, a bunch of games in a row as well, and it was feeling good, and then, bang. So in his last four games, he's gone 11 of 16, 9 of 16, 7 of 16, and 9 of 19 from downtown. That is just absolute Shane Hill territory. I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right, Paddy Mills Game Day. Will game go Twitter check-in? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's see if patty has got anything on the old IGs. Oh, there's Gazy. Gazy's got one. Blackmore's Australia. It's him in uh, Bubbles Goulding for a Blackmore's ad. That's good. I'm here for the goat going at it. The grey mumbo. He's <laughs> getting cooked by Gourning. It's pretty funny. Uh, I also, like, I think there was a great one. NBL News. Uh, we have our man Chris Anstey reposted this one. You are still property of the New York Knicks, so stay in shape, my friend. Leon Rose on Brad newly retiring. <laughs> it's fucking funny, ass. Yes. I'm glad that... Uh, he tweeted that one out. That's awesome. All right, let's do some picks for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. How'd you go on today's pick, Jim? Oh, absolutely horrible. I'm going to blame Stats Guy. I think we went one of 12. You know how bad yet Like, I think the only one we got right was the Lakers in Utah as an underdog. Everything else missed. Because Dallas, Phoenix, and the Celtics, as massive favorites, all covered. By like kicking the shit out of teams that are clearly just like I need my holiday, <laughs> uh, and I think I did eventually change my New York pick uh, this morning to Orlando once I realized they didn't have Bojan Hartenstein or Dante for today. So, uh, but Atlanta just got absolutely smashed. Like it was just, like even Indy winning by two, they didn't cover the three and a half. Cleveland won, but they didn't cover. Houston lost outright and were horrible. The Pals were on pace to maybe cover, but Washington just sort of stuck around, as I mentioned. And Detroit, were n- look, they gave the cover a bit of a shake really late, but Phoenix was still just out there. Uh, and Denver just straight out lost. So, yeah, bad day for the picks. Uh, we've got three games tomorrow before All-Star break. Uh, we've got Milwaukee. Oh, it's Gonquin for the good land In Memphis. So Memphis... Ten and a half point underdogs against a Milwaukee team that lost, like, horribly last time we saw them, right? Like, that is a pretty interesting matchup all of a sudden. So they got absolutely fucking shit pumped by the heat yesterday by, like, 26. And Dame and Giannis will be taking part in All-Star, but you know that Doc is going to be kind of like, we really need to get our shit together and actually win this. I think we'll see the Bucs actually cover this one. The 10.5 is a lot on the road, but I think they're just a much better team. Grizzlies on a back-to-back. I think the Bucs can win that one and win it handily. Utah and the Golden State Warriors, both teams on a back-to-back. I think Utah, it's always a tough place to play. Uh, I think they'll be too good for Golden State and actually win this one, Um, especially having just sort of seen the Warriors drop that Clippers game to then jump on a plane to go to Utah to take on a Jazz team that's obviously smarting as well after a whipping at the hand of the Lakers it's a pretty tough ask so the Warriors have actually won the last couple of matchups uh, they won the game earlier this season 129-107 but against the line the Jazz are like one of the best teams in the NBA especially at home they're 18-8 and against the line at home so I'm going to go the Jazz I think What is the line in the actual odds? Let's have a look. Yeah, they're plus two, plus one and a half. So I'll go the plus one and a half for the Yaz. And then we have Minnesota at Portland. Uh, The Wolves, just look, they obviously just beat this Portland team by 12 points the other day. I think Minnesota still too big, still too good. Give me Minnesota minus eight and a half, even in Portland. And that'll be fun though. Ant-Man using it as a bit of a warm-up to go into All-Star Weekend and absolutely just Take it over, I reckon. Uh, so that's what we'll be doing tomorrow. We'll wrap up those three games, but then we'll spend a lot of tomorrow's show talking about all of the all-star stuff. We'll have all-star picks, props, vibes, all of that sort of gear, and that'll be fun as. So that's when we'll be back tomorrow. All right. So in the meantime, make sure you flying NBA Australia on Twitter, face the IG, roll over the socials, get around NFL Australia, myself and Gaz wrapping up the Super Bowl. Uh... Yeah, that's a good one. Gaz and I crushed that. It was great fun. Cricket Today podcast, Football Today podcast for all your cricket and soccer stuff too. Check us a rating review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use in the Android phone. It does help out. Please do it for all the shows, NBA, NFL, cricket and football. Thanks, mate. That'd be really good. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, get around nbaaustralia.com slash shop and get your merch. Uh, help a brother out. Still got a splinter him my finger as well. Just fuck me dead. Just... Just want a uh, little bit where I'm just a bit healthy. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. And check out House Hats, Joshua De La Renta's Fascinated Gold Mines, Ramshackle Army, iOS Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple Jane Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia Sports Strand Bands. And uh, if anyone is going to the basketball on Saturday, you're going to go to the Phoenix game with the squid. Uh, squid number one. So, if you're going to go to that, come up and say good day. I'm the guy with the big red beard. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it. No skit at the end of today's show because I've got to go sort out some squids for old mate. Because, um, yeah, she's in Struggle Town after a few tins last night. But anyway, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads, for a big all star preview. And this is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And Little and now!